Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. Got a couple guests for you on this episode. It is a very packed one. Probably because we got summer, I mean, not even right around the corner, I guess summer's kind of here, and uh, one of the local staples, I would say, even further than local, but if you're around here, I mean, summertime, the Great Blue Heron, got the Great Blue Heron Music Festival here coming up next week, June 30th, July 1st, July 2nd, and very happy to have Julie Rockcastle, who, I, I mean, we've had, we've had Julie on the show, but I think it's been about a year, so uh, it's good to catch up, getting to the uh, Great Blue Heron with uh, who better than Julie Rockcastle. Julie, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh you know not only not only is it, you know, the Great Blue Heron, but it's the 30th. This um, year is your 30th. I mean that uh that is quite crazy. I'm sure people are asking it, but I mean does it feel like 30? Does it feel like you have 30 under under your belt already? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does feel like it's been 30 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it would be 32, but we lost a couple in there from the pandemic. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But 30 is a huge milestone for sure. Did you ever think like, I, I guess this is, this is interesting, but like, did you think it would exist this long, like no. like looking back in the early days? No, we were so happy when we got to like five and then <laughs> 10, 15, 20. Oh my goodness. Was, yeah. was there ever like, was there a specific year and maybe there's not, but where you did realize this is probably going to keep going. Was, was there like some anxiety dropped on year, whatever, where it's like, all right, no, I, I think we're probably going to keep doing this. This probably isn't a thing where, like, this is probably coming back next year. It's yeah. not an issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was maybe a couple years we're like, man, maybe this isn't what we want to do. But I don't know. In the pandemic, threw us for a loop thinking maybe we'd shift. And, and we did shift a lot into some other things. But this year is, like, full-on, full festival, three days, three stages, 33 acts, you know, full-on festival so, so forget that small and intimate thing <laughs> <laughs> the blue heron we all know and love uh, yeah the uh it looks that way how far back did you start i, I mean because with festivals i mean I, I always think this is interesting it's a couple days but i know it takes a very long time i mean how far oh, back yeah. do you start working on this to get to these three days the day after <laughs> <laughs> just instantly <laughs> well we always sit down with all the crew chiefs and and debrief so you get their feedback about how to make it better, and you got a whole year to try to keep your notes current and figure out what it is they thought we should do better, you know? So uh, you sort of put those in the file for a little while, but we started booking in, you know, September once we got through Jeez. the summer. It was pretty done, you know, before Christmas. So that's a big piece of it, you know, creating, curating the lineup. 
That always it always blows my mind because again, I mean, they're, they're just you look at a music festival, and yeah, for us enjoying it, it's a few days, and yeah, I mean, that goes like way way back. That takes a long time. Yeah, just get a couple days worth of entertainment, really. Yeah, it's, yep. cra- it's yep. absolutely crazy. Yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, let's talk about. I'm sure people are wondering if they don't already know, but the lineup for this year. Who are some of the people playing the uh, Great Blue Heron oh, Festival? Oh yeah. Well, we have our staple, Donna the Buffalo, who's nice. been with us for 30 years, which is awesome. Um, Jim Donovan comes with uh, Sun King Warrior. You know, he was from Rusted Root, so he's been there forever. And Richie Stern's been there forever. But the newbies are like Peter Rowan, uh, bluegrass, you know, legend Peter Rowan. Uh, Keller and the Keels, also some bluegrass in that mix, but Keller was with us during the pandemic for a smaller show, and, and this will be the, his first time uh, at the Heron. He's, he's really excited about that. New band named Couch coming out of Boston. They're kind of poppy, kind of like Lake Street Dive. We're hoping they're up and coming and will be one of our Blue Heron bounces again, like Lake Street Dive and Abad Brothers and Rusty Root, you know. So very, very look out nice. for Couch. Going, you know, like you brought up some staples. Like I would imagine, after thirty years, there are like quite a few bands who you see, even if not every year. Oh. It's almost like it's almost a guarantee they're going to be in there somewhere well, coming up. There's a big batch of rotating in there because you got to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, can't get stale about the lineup, but you can't have you know same people every year. I think we have ten or twelve new acts in the thirty. Um, but the other ones have been here, you know, or been here a couple of years ago or, you know, just try to keep it fresh all the time. That is, I, that is a balance. I take it, I guess, like yeah. now thinking about that, cause it's like you do, you, I'm sure there's people who, you know, like the fans who come every year yeah. would like to see, you kind of have those, but like, like you yeah. said, you don't want to, you know, you can't have the same lineup each and every year. So I'm sure that is a balance of finding, you know, absolutely. And you make friends. So it's really hard to say, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to have to take a year off or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I think we got a really solid schedule. It's going to be really jam packed um, and a whole lot of fun. You know, music. I mean, music is obviously such a big thing of the festival. But I mean, what else is going on in the Heron Grounds during that? I know it's not just music. Yeah, you know, our demographic is really broad, so we have programming for the whole family. We start with kids tent. We're bringing back the teen tent this year, which, you know, different programs for different ages. And then we do instrument workshops. Peter, Peter Rowan is doing a guitar workshop for those oh, interested. Man. I know. Talk about intimate uh, experience. Um, songwriter circle. Uh, the beach is open. Nice. You know, people love that. And, and some dance workshops, too. So, yeah, it's just mingled in there with camping and hanging out with your friends and walking the trails and you know going to the farm store it's a it's a pretty packed experience i mean you know i want to i know i keep bringing up the 30 year thing but again that's not a, a small feat i mean that is that is quite impressive to be doing 30 years of a festival there's yeah. not a lot of music festivals as you say they've been going on that long i mean yeah and maybe it's hard to do but is what why do you think it has become such a big hit like if you have to uh, if i gotta put you on the spot in that way <laughs> like what do you think has made it successful in the last uh, 30 years i mean there's a good chance a lot of people put these on and it does last one or two years there's sure. a good chance you did this a few times in the 90s oh yeah and never again oh, but yeah. that's not the case here we're talking yeah. 30 years it's as old as i am this festival's <laughs> as old we're both 30 this year <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you know, I had this solid foundation with David Tidquist and myself, you know, running this 
for most of the 30 years. He's now retired from the festival. He's still with us wonderfully. Uh, And then, you know, the piece that he brought was the bands and the connections there and all sorts of friends that he'd met at other festivals a long time ago. And I brought, like, the land piece, right? So... Most festivals don't get to stay in one place. They, like, stay here for a while, and then people get tired of them, and they get too big, and they have to move. We've been able to evolve and and modify the property to work for this event, for this size of an event. I mean, we get 5,000 people there, there's about. And... Yeah, you know, I've got family that helps me, and my family before me had the land, and so I think uh, the land really, really makes a big difference to to the longevity of this. It's a beautiful, I mean, it is a beautiful, beautiful land, really good place for a, including something like this, I mean, what a way to kind of go celebrate the beginning of summer, if you yeah. will. It is kind of the beginning of a lot of people's summers, too, that's the other thing, I mean, not just a yeah. music festival, but I feel like it signifies, like, okay, summer's here in Chautauqua, we got the great blue heron. <laughs> yep. Well, it's definitely not the end of the festival. I had a couple, or end of the summer, a couple people said that recently. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> we, we've actually picked up two other festivals for this season oh, that we're, we're hosting on the land. Uh, the first one was kind of a surprise. It came around just a couple weeks ago from um, Aqueous. They were planning an event at Kissing Bridge, and that fell through because of the wasn't a, an approved campground. And they, you know, asked us if we wouldn't take on their final finale festival. They're calling it Flamingle. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so we thought, well, sure, we worked that out, you know. And then before that, we started to talk to a group out of Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, that's doing uh, an event called um, Firelights Festival. So that's both of those are like two day weekend. That's that one's down into September, but pretty cool for us to like you know choose people that we think can run a good festival and and do a good thing and you know hold up our reputation and all that and present different music um, that we don't have time for or whatever and and just host and not have to do everything, <laughs> not have to sell tickets. Let's work on those. I'm sure for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, different. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's nice to have, this isn't the only thing going on up there for uh, the summer. And I mean, beyond that yeah. too, I, and I know we've talked about this, but I mean, yeah. there's stuff going on basically year round up at the Heron, right? I mean, ah. you know, music, music festivals, the big thing, but you have stuff going on besides that. Well, we've got the farm. All the time, year-round. That's about the only year-round thing oh, is yeah. the farm, farm store. <laughs> People do come out in the winter and cross-country ski or, you know, snowshoe around. But it's pretty quiet in the winter. But, yeah, we open up in May, Memorial Day, and we're open in October with our campground. That was sort of a pandemic shift. We are a full-time campground. If there isn't a big event coming, you can book uh, a campsite or an Airbnb with us. Oh, nice. I come stay for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're hosting some weddings. So some of the weekends have been blocked. We have two weddings this summer, like Heron people wanting to get married there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then we're doing four intentional camping weekends, like nature and wellness programming and workshop stuff. So we've got four of those in the work. So a bunch of things to do every weekend or just come when nobody's there and have the whole place to yourself. <laughs> That's really interesting for you. Very nice. Well, I mean, a lot going on this summer up there. Where where should we send people? I mean, next week, again, it's a great Blue Heron Music Festival. Yeah. 30 years of it. 
where do we get tickets? Where do we get info? You know, yes. beyond the festival, there's a lot going on. Like you were just saying, I mean, where do we, where do we send people now? <laughs> yeah. All the info on Great Blue Heron is at greatblueheron.com. That's easy enough. <laughs> I know. That's very easy to remember. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tickets, links there. The schedule's been posted for the music so far. Um, you can find all that there. But we have another website that's called theheron.org. Spell that out, theheron.org, which handles every, holds the rest, you know, the farm and the campground and everything else. So one of those two places, yeah. And for the Great Blue Heron, you can buy a weekend pass. You can buy a day pass um, for Saturday or Sunday. You know, if, if people just want to dabble in it, just come for the day and you'll be hooked, you know. But all those tickets are online or at the gate. Um, we have sold out on a couple of our tickets, like our four-day tickets. Um, Thursday through Sunday is gone, and some of our parking options are sold out. But we, we've never run out of space, so people should just come. Nice, nice. Always a good time. Definitely, yeah. again, the, kind of the beginning of summer for here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very excited for that. I'm sure everyone listening, you know, you got that next week. Have great, great time. Always talking to you, Julie. And again, Great Blue Heron Music Festival, June 30th, July 1st, July 2nd. And I'll be back here in just a second. We got a couple more interviews for you. It is a packed episode today on Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA.